Geekish Cast, episode 19, What's Up, Doc? Featuring Dr. Trek, Larry Nemechek. Welcome to Geekish Cast. I'm Jeremy. And it's Dr. Trek, Larry Nemechek. Thanks for having me. Oh, thank you for joining us, uh, Larry. I actually really appreciate you coming on. So, of well, course. Well, good. It's, it's, I'm always good to see another good podcast get started, and, uh, you know, all good things to you here while you're, while you're getting off the ground. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And just in case it happens, I do happen to own three Greyhounds and one not a Greyhound. If you hear them barking in the background, that's a feature, not a bug. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Somebody's paying extra for that on their that it, that? exactly, exactly. Um, that's I'm, five cents more on your download. Or darn like straight. That. That's kind of the way I, I deal with it. And um, just kind of starting off the top here, and also um, I've had the flu for the last couple of days, so tonight. Whoa, 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 whoa! whoa. Did yes. you sterilize the mic? Um, the headphones are sterilized. Okay. Okay. And and because you are here, I switched from Nyquil to Romulan Nyquil because it's also somebody's birthday out there somewhere. Uh, oh, okay. I started to say, isn't that illegal? Well, but, okay. not in this quadrant. Not oh, in this quadrant. It is blue you, instead you of green. You only here. use it for medicinal purposes. Darn. Hey, that was pretty good. I like that. I've done that a few years. Yeah. Well. It's, <laughs> Larry, you've been involved with the Trek community um, for mumbly mumbly years, uh, thirty something days at least now, right? Yeah, yeah. And so you started off, I believe, if I read your biography correctly, um, you started off doing more fan fan created things, right? Like fan. um, Well, that's well, that's what I mean. Like I I, as I famously keep you know Mm -hmm. telling people, my ninth grade science teacher shamed me into going and watching Star Trek because she couldn't believe, you know, after school, because she couldn't believe I wasn't already. And I was a, I was a rerun baby. My wife did watch um, uh, NBC Nightly when she was a little kid but uh, and sneaked it but because um, it was past her bedtime. But I'm, I'm a rerun kid and always felt like I was a step behind all the people that really watched it in the, you know, the early fan, you know, revivalists and petitioners and campaigners. And then, you know, like we, I was in Oklahoma, so I, I, you know, didn't get to go to the, um, I wished some of those things where New York and LA feel like, a, you know, a billion miles away when you're out in the middle of nowhere. Oh, sure. And, uh, and it's like I'd read about the New York conventions after I, actually, I was into it after the first few had gone down, but, You'd read about these big, shiny, bright conventions off on these cities on the hill. You know, might as well have been Vulcan or, or Kronos. But um, so, so, but now looking back, it's like, oh yeah, you were there the first day. No, not really. I was. A, I, I just say that's the rerun generation, which sounds like that's kind of where you are, maybe. Well, yeah, I, I was born in '73, so I mean, my third birthday was actually a Star Trek um, Mego toys and paper plates, but. <laughs> But at that's that point, awesome. oh yeah, the paper, the paper plates with the wrong colored uniforms. Exactly. Yes, Kirk yeah. was wearing a red shirt. Yeah, yeah. Um, yep. My mom just actually sent over. It's a, it's a uh, plate, uh, uh, a napkin, and a mm-hmm. cup. And Kirk's wearing a red shirt, and everything's off a little bit. But yeah, exactly. I saw, so, you know, there's probably some like 
10 years later there was there were some of those sitting in the back of some box in one of those you know big box warehouse stores and anyway i got some and saved one of the i've got a, a plate not a cup but i have a plate and a napkin saved back with that thing because it's looking like it's kind of the animation you know the the TAS animation style thing where they're all like running towards you, yes. bit over DC ish comic y looking, not you know taken off of the the uh, um, who's the filmation. Yeah, it's a fil- but yeah, yeah, but he's got he's got red because you know yellow was probably just one color too many for them. So uh, yeah, um, on the ink. <laughs> oh no, absolutely. So let me ask you this: so your ninth grade teacher put you on a Star Trek? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I had a, I was a kid that had a million interests. I collected stamps. I built models. I had model trains. I did model rocketry. I loved history. I did a lot of artsy sketching, cartooning stuff. You know, as a kid and into junior high and in high school. And I, my mom made me take. I had to take piano lessons, which I kind of screwed around with for years. And then by the time I was in high school, I actually. Could play well and also could like do, do you know keyboard harmony by ear and we had a band we pl- I played in in high school and keyboards and and you know would transpose and mm-hmm. do all that kind of stuff so I yeah I had a and then I liked you know I was I would do student council and stuff and I would do a lot so I had a like a billion interests and and um I, it was kind of interesting so I wasn't I I really was kind of in the middle of everybody. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I went out for football once when I was trying to do that, and then I went all the way through spring football, and I went through like three fourths of two a days, and then I went, you know, this isn't for me. Um, and then everybody went like, wow. So, and I wound up announcing the the. I had a coach that really, I guess, liked me. Between my coach and my music and piano teacher, they both said, "Why don't we have like Larry do the homecoming announcements for the homecomings for the Queen coronations?" So that was like, so I had a thing to do during. You know, anyway, it was kind of weird, but no, I I just had a billion interests, and Star Trek was one of them, and um, but it was there, and so yeah, early by the time I had a car and I could drive, especially early clubs and early conventions, and uh, and in college, I the second year, sophomore year, I after I kind of figured the landscape out, I went down and we organized a a, a sci-fi club for campus, and um, had a sponsor and whole you know the official bit and the whole thing, and. Uh, one of the organizing meetings, the first to school, I met uh, – wound up being a good friend. We realized we were three doors down from each other in our dorm, and um, we have been like best friends and long-distance best friends to this day. We were each other's mutual best friends, and he's an artist and a biology teacher, and uh, and he uh, – if you see any of my logos, he Kevin Hopkins, he did all of those, and he's an incredible biological illustrator and artist and fantasy artist and all that. But yeah, But yeah, that's – that's where you were, you know, conventions and clubs and uh, and and the commercial stuff. But there was so much stuff that wasn't commercial. You you did it yourself, and I just that's where I went crazy with the background and Beecho's Concordance and the making of Star Trek book. You know, all the the old original basic things you had mm-hmm. and the blueprints that were cool. You know, when you were a kid, and you, I didn't have like a ton of. I wasn't an outcast like the kid that wore a shirt to school and got beat up by somebody. But it's kind of like I had my two or three. Friends that I would do that with, and 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 um, it was just I, I have little glimpses of remembering how we kind of went from just watching every day to realizing how connected the show was. I mean, I remember I remember getting a tech manual the first time, finally, 
And uh, I brought it to school, and, and Cliff and Mike and I were all talking, and I said, see, I told you, the patches match the uniform color. I mean, I can remember saying, <laughs> <laughs> saying that. So, yeah, those are but, – but, you know, I had a lot of – many other things going on too. It's just turned out that the more life has gone on, I mean, at some point somebody said, you know, the, the coolest thing is if you can take something that you really, really love and make that – you know your work as long as you don't ruin it. You know, be careful what you wish for, Lieutenant. Exactly. And, you know, and yeah. have and have have it being work ruin it. So since then, I mean, there was a, for about ten, fifteen years there. After I got to do the companion book, it was and we moved to L.A. It was, it was. I just had my hands full and turning you know work and projects down. And the last ten years have been a lot different because the world has changed a lot. But um, and you know I do other things too. But uh, you know writing. And you know my background wound up being journalism and theater, and then being a fan, and that's what's helped me out here in L.A. But I'm probably getting ahead of your your routine there. But no, no, that's. But nice. yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I did my no own routine, fan sir. stuff, and <laughs> well, that's obvious. Yeah, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah. So no, but that was the thing, and that was the era when people would you know um, long distance because you know long distance calling was so expensive, so we did it by mail, but. Uh, Jeff Mendel, I, I wrote a letter about the stars they picked for the planets in um, in the medical reference, and 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 I, he wrote me back finally because my letter went, I guess, to everybody in the masthead and in the in the byline, and uh, he said, "I've had a letter from a thousand people about this, but yours is the only one that wasn't screaming at me," you know. So um, I know hard to believe fans not being you know mad and snarky even by mail. That's amazing. Well, um, now is is that is that a new thing with fans being such a hard to please, angry bunch, or has that always been the case? Well, I was kind of—I mean, I was kind of kidding there. That no, 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 yes, I, it really I, was. I know, but yeah. And I, you know what? Here's the other thing. I remember when um, I had friends that were like modemy, you know, early modem computer people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, before the internet was a thing, people with their message boards like FidoNet, you know, and Usenet and those kind of things, and. Uh, um, they were like, oh, yeah, this is a message board. It's Fidonet. There's a Star Trek board on here, and there's people. They're always asking questions, and sometimes like they get into arguments, and maybe you could sit down and answer some questions for some people when I was at their house. So I went, okay. So she sets me up, and I'm going along, and I'll read something, and I'll see people. And I go, and you know, me, I'm going, oh, God, they're arguing. Like, why are they arguing about this? Like, it's, you should be able to look it up, but if you can't look it up, then. So I would just like type out an answer, like, there, that, now they'll all, you know, they can live and. Move on to anyway. It was just really weird because it. Well, basically, it's where I the first time I ever understood what the the term flaming meant. You know, flamers, yeah. because they would go back and forth on something. You know, ripping each other up over it, and I would come out and kind of do the, say the answer, or, or give them an answer, or say, hey guys, you know what? Really, you're you're both right in a way. You know. It's like people don't even want to hear that. People, silly me. I was just thought people just wanted the information, but it's it's like you could literally it's on a you know it's on a, a message thread board here, uh, old time Fidonet. But it's literally like you could just see people going Bing Bang Bing Bang Bing Bang, and then I would post something, and then it was like there there was a a, a physical literal break, and then they would just turn and like go yell about something else. It was like no, I yeah, you know, I know exactly what you mean. I'm I love Tellerites, but it's exactly the thing about they don't, you know, they don't argue for a reason; they just argue. But yeah, that's when I cemented in my head what a flame war was, and what's amazing is that is not something about being anonymous on the internet or being removed from actual contact with people, and it just 
sometimes brings out the crazy in people. But I think the more the internet's democratized, the the less of that. Well, you know what I've noticed is the more the more people have to associate their name with their actual interactions on the internet, Mm -hmm. the less I'm gonna. I'm going to say some off-color language here. Let me know if I offend you at any point because I... Oh, no. I'm out of here. Oh, that's what I was afraid of. <laughs> Never curse in front of the doctor. I <laughs> no. notice I notice some people do act like dickheads right up until you say, Hey, why don't we talk about this? Like the other day, I um, and we'll, we'll, act, we'll talk about Axonar a little bit more later, but um, I put up a little bit that me and Paul Smith, an artist friend of mine, talked about. And this guy comes on, and he's like, oh, you guys, and I'm not going to say what side he came on. He's like, oh, you guys are a bunch of jackasses. You don't understand, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, hey, you know what? I'm awake right now. Let me go plug the computer in. Well, Skype, you can come tell me about what a jackass I am and tell me your point of view. And he goes, um, no, you know what? That's That's cool. No, I just wanted to say... This is how I felt about it, and I, <laughs> I, I I felt like you guys weren't giving a voice to this side of the argument, and now I kind of wish I hadn't come at you so aggressively. And I was like, no, seriously, we can we can do this because I would actually like to hear your side of the argument, and I would actually appreciate having somebody come in from that side. So I, we could do this now, or you know, give me five six hours, let me get some sleep. We can do it then. He's like. No, no, it's cool. No, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry for upsetting you. And uh, no, that's okay. We don't have to do that. Well, uh, okay. <laughs> but it, like, damn that reasonableness! It always creeps in there. Yeah, sometimes. it's just like sometimes I feel like if you just go like, "Hey, I, I know you think I'm a Nazi who ate your parents, but you know, you, you got five <laughs> minutes. Can we talk? I mean, I'll, I'll give you my phone number. Let's, let's talk it out. Let's see what happens." You and your damn reason there. I I, I know, I know. Oh, and that was the other thing. This is where I get into my stream of consciousness. Originally, I was going to... Your scream of consciousness? Oh, it's coming. I will scream. My consciousness shall scream. Okay. No, I'm sorry. No, no. Being being ridiculously punny, it's late here, so I'm... uh, It's... Well, I'll, I'll, we're in California. I'll hold off. I'll it's, hold off. We're in California. We're on the same time. It's okay. I can't, uh, I can't mess up your chain of thought. No, go ahead. Hey everybody, thanks for listening to the Geekish Cast. Come back tomorrow, we'll have more of my conversation with Larry Nemechek, and we'll get to dive into a little more info about Dr. McCoy. While you're out and about on the internet, please find our website. It's at www.geekishcast.com. Our Facebook page is at facebook.com slash geekishcast. And on Twitter, our handle is at the geekishcast. While you're on Twitter, remember to check for hashtag Potter and Family, a great hashtag to find awesome podcasts out there. And also give a look to our network where we can be found. It's the Tangent Bound Network. It's located at tangentboundnetwork.com. You'll find other great shows there as well. Have a good night. We'll see you tomorrow. And thanks for joining us on Geekish Cast.